Hey, Trey, what's up, man? Good to have you on the show, on the podcast, on the YouTube channel. Uh, welcome. Excited to have this conversation. This is our first conversation. We're going to record it, so uh, we'll see Yes, <laughs> that's how it is, right? It doesn't matter. It's awkward. It's the first time we've met. But, dude, I'm so grateful for you. I'm grateful for what you do for so many people. I've known you for a long time from afar. I think I've just been too shy to say hi. So thank you for reaching out. I can't believe you reached out to me, but I'm grateful to be here. I hope I'm helpful. And man, the respect goes both ways, man. I've been following you around and uh, kind of seeing, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in, like, especially there's, there's a little piece of my heart that's like really excited because I'm a believer as well. And just, I'm, yeah. I love when I see pastors and leaders out there, you know, um, creating content and being like, you know, it's the same in the book, like being part of the world, right? <laughs> like being in right. the world, but that, you know, and using technology and all those things to reach, you know, the, the, the people out there. So um, for those of you, let's just do, you know, quick introduction, uh, just like any interview, quick intro, kind of what you're about, what you do, Trey. And uh, yeah, I've got some some questions for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm a fourth generation pastor. Uh, and so that's a big part of my story. I believed I was called to ministry at the age of 12. So since I was 12, I was thinking through how do I serve and advance the kingdom of God? But I've also always had this creative side of me. I love fonts. I love designing. I love videos. And so that's kind of always been my story interweave, trying to figure out how those two fit together. It didn't always make sense, though. Um, so this isn't a whole life story. So quickly, I planted uh, my church in 2016 in January. So we're coming up on we're about to be six years old, which is insane to me. I'm the lead pastor there. And so 20 at the very end of 2016, I stumbled across somebody named Casey Neistat. Now, before seeing his videos, I was never on YouTube ever. Like I thought it was just for cat videos. Right. And so I was like, I'm a productive person. I will not waste my time. I watched him and I thought, what in the world I, are pastors doing this? And I started searching. I couldn't find anybody. And I thought, I know how to do this. For years, I've been behind the camera, but I know how to talk. You know, that's part of my job as well. Um, and so I just kind of flipped the camera around. So for five years this November, uh, I have been doing vlogs um, almost for like four years in a row. I did at least three vlogs a week. Nice. This last year, I've slowed down a little bit because I've added some live streams and some Q and trays and different things. So, but yeah, my vlogs are called documentaries. Love it's it. documenting my life as Trey Van Camp. And so, you know, I'm starting a church, starting a family, and I just wanted to be able to teach people, not just by like, you know, pointing at them, telling them this is what you need to do. It's more like I'm on this journey of being an apprentice of Jesus. And I really want to just show you my process. And I think that's like storytelling, isn't it? It's just yeah. showing the process of the journey. And so I've just loved being able to press record and do that. Yeah, 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 absolutely, man. Like, um, I forget who it was. There's a there's a vlogger that was a believer as well. And I think it was um, and I forget the name now, but uh, I remember an interview and the way that they looked at it, I think it might have been Sean Cannell. Right. Um, and yeah, he was saying, like, he was like, hey, man, like this is a ministry like this, you know, this whole thing um, on YouTube is like sort of discipleship. Right. It's kind of like you let people absolutely. into your lives, just like when you ask people to come over and they see like all the mess and all that right. stuff and how you deal with it. So um, I love that you're doing that, man. So um, take us back. So you were you were vlogging before you planted your church or I vlogged right after. So I planted my church. I wish I did it before to show the whole story of, of Passion Creek Church. But yeah, 11 months in is when I began to vlog. Yeah. Mm. Mm, gotcha. Gotcha. And and how did how did that did that help? Did that like how did that kind of play a part in the growth of the the early days of the church was yeah was that that's sort a, of like yeah that's a great question i 
you know, I, first of all, my beginning vlogs weren't great. Who, who's are right? Um, but I think what happened was it really developed trust. So what's crazy is I planted my church when I was 23. And so there was a lot of trust issues with my congregation of like, look at this young kid who let this guy plant a church. And I'm still asking that question. Um, so kind of a part of me to like prove like, hey, like maybe I'm worthy of a follow, you know, like I wanted to be able to show my life and lead by transparency. So what it really helped in the beginning years is just build that trust with my people. And I was able to kind of trickle vision, not just on the Sunday morning during the pulpit. I was able to talk about my vision and my desires and my dreams throughout the journey of my vlog. And so people just kind of understood uh, understood me. What helped grow my church was we created a video on my Passion Creek Church channel called Plan Your Visit. And so we made a two and a half, two to two and a half minute video explaining what it looks like to visit our church. And that is what started bringing people. And so when they did that, then they would get a link of my channel. So you'd have a lot of visitors come and they feel like they already know me. They already know the church because they've watched so many videos and stories about our church. So that helped a lot. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's a good way. To, that's a good way of uh, using videos. Like there, there's a lot of question mark, right? Like what happens? Like what do people do at church? You know, and, and you kind right. of open the doors and that's mm -hmm. uh, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Um, Talk to me about, you know, COVID and uh, lockdown and the last, uh, I always say 18 months, but I think it's almost, it's probably more I know, I keep now. wondering what the math is. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, like I do the math from March last year, but yeah, tell yep. me, talk to me a little bit about that. Like what's been sort of your experience as a, I mean, as a pastor, but as a leader, right? I think there's a lot yep. of, uh, you know, viewers and listeners that are, you know, in many ways leading whether you're mm -hmm. a manager, you're a remote worker, managing a team or, you know, just managing your family in general or um, yeah. how has how your experience, how has your experience been? Because you're, you're obviously as a pastor, you're a leader. So when, right. when, when things are shaky, like people are looking to you, like what's Trey doing? How's he reacting? Right. So yeah. how, how did you handle that stress or that pressure and mm -hmm. uh, sort of this, you know, this crazy season, you know, very long season that we're in? How did you? Yeah. Yeah. So for the first like three months, I just, I just went full Gary V mode. You know, I was just like record everything to like inspire everyone. And so in my denomination in Arizona, everyone reached out to me because by then I'd already been doing vlogs for three or four years, you know, so I, I've always been the video guy around the pastors that I know. So any waking moment that I had extra time, I was helping pastors find the right camera. I was showing a lot of people Sean Cannell's channel, right? And I was uh, showing people the process of like, hey, it's more than just posting your sermon. Although you should probably start by posting a sermon, um, but how can we move beyond that? And so it was a really fun time for a long time. I just felt so affirmed, like I'm doing the right thing. I've been telling you guys about this for a long time. You know, there it is. Um, but then after that kind of reality set in, oh, this is not just a few week uh, scenario. Yeah. And so I got really tired. Um, it got really, really difficult um, because I recognized I was ignoring some of my rhythms like Sabbathing and fasting and, and just trying to really make sure that my intimacy with Jesus was where it needed to be. And so even this last July, I took a sabbatical, which I haven't oh. done. Um, and so I just took the month off hindsight. I wish I took six weeks off cause it just, um, but it was what I needed just to kind of reset, um, and just not worry about anything. Being a leader in this time, you, you realize you, you're so concerned and you want to bless so many people, but then you kind of leave yourself empty. So it was good to kind of just not carry anybody's burdens for a month. Although it's a joy of a lifetime to be a pastor, but 
the best way to pastor is to suffer with others. And so that suffering really does build up and it really does, you know, it, it does something to your psyche. So it's, I'm grateful because I think through this last 18 months or whatever the math is, like I'm becoming more and more, hopefully by the grace of God, becoming more and more like Jesus and becoming more and more a person of love. Mm. And I'm recognizing ministry has so little to do with a platform and people listening. It has so much to do with me listening to them and praying for them and coming alongside them. So I really, the last 18 months, I fell in love with becoming a pastor, mm. which before I just have always loved planning a church because I love to preach. I love that. I love that, man. That's really good. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw that you even do live streams where, you know, you're just doing, you know, going through scripture and praying and, and praying with people, yeah. which is which is beautiful, man. You're reaching people through uh, through YouTube. You know, I guess that's platforms. true. I did start that during the COVID era. So on Tuesday mornings, we do Tuesday morning prayer. We just pray through one psalm. And so I just uh, give them context for each verse and I press the two minute countdown. So they pray for two minutes and then we go at it again. Uh, so that's been really, really helpful. Nice, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, how do you how do you manage all the um, the family side of life? Like you know, you're in ministry with your wife. You've got beautiful yeah. kids. Like I'm mm -hmm. sure you want to spend time with them. And it's always, I mean, if you're like me, it's kind of a struggle. Like, oh man, do I do I finish this thing here? I love my work. Right. I love everything that I'm doing. Love the people here on the work side of life. But then like outside of you know, I'm in a home office, right? So outside of those yeah, doors, my same. whole family is there and just kind of waiting and hanging out and doing their thing. I want to be part of that as well. So. Um, you know, there's a bit of a struggle of like FOMO on both sides, <laughs> almost. Like, right. I'm like with my family, I'm like, oh man, like, you know, we could be doing this stuff here on, you know, with content and all this stuff. And when I'm here, I'm thinking about, oh man, I want to hang out with them and make memories and all those things. So yeah. Um, how do you manage that, man? What's, um, what's your secret? What's your, what's your yeah. approach? Yeah. <laughs> I have a few secrets. Uh, th that's, um, COVID broke me. So before mm. COVID, dude, I was a workaholic, man. I just, People could not, I, I was uploading, I would always do daily vlogs through through months of August and December. I was all about that life. And people were like, how do you do it? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, it just seems easy to me. Like I'm doing a billion things. Like I'm helping lead new ministries. I'm preaching, I'm this and that, I'm daily vlogging. And so when COVID hit, like reality set in. And what the best thing was like, I stopped falling in love with, uh, with the platform and with a following and with ministry itself, like I, I recognize, wait, first of all, Jesus is so much better. That's like my tagline, Jesus is better. But also my family is so much sweeter. Like time with them really is better. So it's almost like my struggle now is like, okay, I gotta be away from the family and get some work done. Um, so it's been a weird kind of change of priorities in my life. But I also still love the work. I have a lot of, I have a lot of what, uh, what do they call it? Coals in the fire. Like I, I have a daily vlog. I mean, I, I don't have a daily vlog. I weekly vlog. I also um, have a lot of, I just do a lot of stuff on YouTube. Beyond that, I have a Patreon that I, I spend a lot of time with and I do a lot of Zoom calls together. Plus all the things of ministry. I'm in the middle of writing a book. Like I yeah. still am doing a lot of stuff. But what's been really helpful for me recently is Kerry Newhoff. Have you heard of Kerry Newhoff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, he's awesome. So my claim to fame, is Sean Cannell, he mentioned Trey Van Camp, me, on Kerry Newhoff's podcast. So oh, I'm nice. like, my boy, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, and so I had a lot of old friends reach out to me like, did you know that you were mentioned on Kerry Newhoff? <laughs> but anyways, so he wrote a book called At Your Best. Mm -hmm. It's really recent. And he talked about green zones, yellow zones, and red zones. And so what's been huge for me and my productivity for me to know is that as a, for me, from like 5 a.m. to 11 a.m., that, that's my best shot at being productive and creative. 
everything beyond those hours, I need to spend it with family or meeting with people. And, and so that's been really helpful for me to understand and give me that grace. Like this is my zone. And once it's 11 o'clock, it's now time for people and other things. So that's been really, really helpful for me. Yeah. So, so I guess, yeah, I mean, that's awesome by the way, Carrie. Um, yeah. My, so my wife used to work at, uh, at our church. She used to work in the kids ministry for a while for a season. Awesome. And then, and then, you know, our kids started growing up and we're like, you know what, let's, why are we putting them in daycare? You know, let's, uh, mm. you know, for a season, you know, uh, she, she's here, she's at home and, uh, that's and a then, superhero right there. That's I awesome, know, man. I know, man. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So big ups to her, but, uh, yeah. So, so when she was working at their, at their annual retreat, uh, Carrie came out, um, and, uh, you oh, know, cool. uh spent time doing oh, yeah. their, their fellow Canadian. That's right. That's right. So, that's cool. uh, yeah, Carrie, Carrie's awesome. I've been meaning to read that book. So yeah, thanks for reminding it's me. It's great. It's that's so awesome. good. That's awesome. That's a big claim to fame, man. <laughs> <laughs> being yeah, I know, right? That's uh, funny. No, that's good. So, so basically, you're so what you're saying there is, you know, um, you kind of time block and put boundaries on your time, essentially. Absolutely. Right? Like, you know, making mm -hmm. sure that 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 happens. Um, so, as a as a pastor, then you're week you're working on Sundays. I mean, that's a given. Yeah. Working on yep. Sundays. So, how do you manage your days off? Like, yeah, you just pick yeah, a, I'm, a weekday or something. Uh, in I'm very rigid. I'm very rigid oh, okay. about this. Okay. So I have daily rhythms and I have weekly rhythms. And among those weekly rhythms, one of them is fasting. I need to fast at least once day, one day a week. Mm -hmm. But and that's just for my own like body health. Um, and just like because I just tend to, to eating a lot of stuff. So it's like a good reminder. I don't need food, you know, um, but also Sabbath is huge for our family. So it's 24 hours. So it's Friday night at 5 p.m. to Saturday night at 5 p.m. And um, so we start with a Sabbath dinner. We typically invite friends over or it's just our family. And we just have the best time ever. We don't clean the dishes. We don't do any work for 24 hours, right? So it's uh, 24 hours where we stop working. That includes YouTube. Uh, we stop wanting. So we're off of our phones. So we don't envy and compare our lives to other people. Um, and we stop worrying. So even during those times, like we pray a lot, like there's a lot we have in our life that we want to change and there's people we want blessed and we want the city to be a better place. We don't worry about any of that stuff on Saturday, on Sabbath day. And so we just, uh, I go and play racquetball with my friends on Saturday mornings. I let my wife go out and do her thing while I watch the kids, we go to the park. So we're like very, it's, I say rigid, we're obviously loose about it, but it's also like, yeah, we're pretty like, it's actually, it's not like overly religious, like the thing. It's like, this is just like the best day of the week and it's full of celebration and joy. And to us, that's the beginning of the week. And it gives me the power and the, the ability that I can operate from rest and preach on Sunday and deal with the rest of the week. And so it has been a game changer for my family uh, just to take a day off from all of the madness and just enjoy, enjoy each other. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so smart. That's so smart. That's something that's you know secular world does too, right? Like it's all about totally. like rest and smart. And, uh, you know all of that. And um, yeah, I love that. For us, it's Saturday as well, so we do we do Sabbath on Saturdays. One of the things cool. that I've been I, I forget where it was from. It might have been John Mark or you know um, yeah one of the other leaders out there, but. Um, go out into nature so we try to do hikes or we try to ride it you know go somewhere and ride the bikes and stuff just to like because we live in the city ish kind of we're not in this downtown downtown of vancouver but like cool. we're in the city ish like there's you know high-rise condos around us perfect combo right yeah yeah exactly right so um so to get out of that sort of like that like you know uh you know that city life and like just experience like man look at all these trees yeah. and it's so funny because then we'll walk and there's all these moments where like we'll see um, 
just like the little details and it's such it's it's great moments to like explain to the kids like look at all these mushrooms they're like in a perfect right. line you know like you mm -hmm. know who who would like do that who would even care other than like the creator himself that's right? amazing to, like you know um you know make make such a who cares nobody would see these if they're not looking you know and so um, true that's so, a great point man so, what a great way to teach your kids yeah and for us in arizona we do that five months out of the year because seven months out of the year it's 115 degrees and we're just staying inside and surviving <laughs> but the other five months which just started today at 67 is the high today which we're freaking out about like i wore a jacket this morning for the first time it's seven months um but yeah so now we're like let's go out into the world let's go check out the woods but before it's like no man no, it's cool or the house <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great too man that's great too yeah um all right well talk to me about um again leadership so you know what was the what was your means of like communication you mean you know like there's a there was a saying i think it was either gary v or one of these guys and he was saying like you know you can impress people from afar like we do that on social right you can impress mm. people with your instagram feed how perfect everything is but you can't really impact or change them unless you're like in close proximity right like you got to be close you got to be in a relationship so how did you how did you manage through that like during you know where maybe there's a season where you know during covid like you know restrictions go up and down and you can't see people in person but um, how did you manage through that and, um, you know, still be able to like pour into people and also, of course, yourself also, um, you know, learn and, and be in proximity with the people that you are, you know, being mentored by and things like that. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I, that's why I'm very much some people reach out to me and go, man, you're way too vulnerable on your vlogs like the, you're mm. just sharing like everything. And it's like, well, that's how you connect. Why well, I say all the time, personal is more powerful than professional. And so that is especially true with all things video. So that is one way that I'm able to like make people feel like they they still know me and we're still able to connect, but there's obviously a disconnect. All they can do is comment, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so our church, we're a relatively smaller church. So, you know, like um, right before COVID, we were hitting about 120, um, best days were 150. So, so we had like, I can reach out to almost everybody. So we did a lot of creative things. I reached out to a lot of our folks, I would call them on a weekly basis. I would, I've, I still pray for every single person on a weekly basis. So that's been really big for us. Uh, but yeah, using technology, uh, for, um, to our advantage, we did a lot of zoom calls. I know we had zoom fatigue at one point. Yep. And one thing I have to admit though, being in Arizona, a lot of those restrictions lifted before, prob definitely before Vancouver. Right. Yeah, and so yeah. we were able to do a lot of outdoor events pretty soon. So we were grateful for that, but yeah, we just try to go the extra mile. Uh, those those three three months for us were total lockdown and so we would uh, uh you know we used to be a movie theater church so we would buy popcorn and on sunday mornings before our live went on we would go to everybody's house and put popcorn at their doorstep oh, and we was just kind of like you know like we miss you have some popcorn while you know and you enjoy our service today so we try to do a lot of creative stuff like that which was helpful but at the end of the day like what all of that taught me i love online ministry i'm all about it i'm posting all the time Mm -hmm. But there's something about the embodied experience. And I, I actually think, you know, for some people, they need to learn the lesson, get online. Like this is imperative. But hopefully most of us learn the lesson. This is great, but we need something more. You know, there's something about eye to eye contact in real life and be able to hug somebody and give them a, a shake of a hand. I know for some places that's still not something you can do, but but we're created for that. Yeah. And so um we could not wait to gather back together while still implementing online strategies. The sad thing is a lot of pastors, the moment we started coming back, 
in person, they just gave up all those online strategies and went back to normal. And I'm like, no, you know, this is a great way to bring in new people and those who are sick and still can't make it around, you know, come back. So um, it's a both and situation for us. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's cool, man. Um, actually, it brings up a, a, a question I was always kind of wondering with the way that um, church leaders see it, like, like as we open up, like right now we're opening up. I think a lot of companies are the same way. I, I, mm -hmm. I feel like I kind of see where the companies are taking COVID, like what's happened with COVID and the learnings from like yeah. remote remote work and stuff like that. You know, Shopify, for example, is now fully remote. They're closing like all of these mm. offices down and they're, they're really leaning into like remote work. Um, how, how do you see your church? Like, how do you see, you know, that where's the direction as the world opens up? But during COVID, I know, like talking to some church leaders, they're like, hey, man, like we're able to reach so many people that we wouldn't normally reach, you know, coming to our, our church because they're not in our city or whatever, you know, um, how powerful video is and how powerful YouTube and Facebook Live is. Um, yeah. How do you see that, you know, kind of going into post COVID, I guess? Um, yeah. You know, with your approach to, you know, reaching people. So being a church plant, we've been portable since day one. So we don't have our own church building. So we've actually, we we come from the perspective, like for so long, everybody's saying like, the church isn't a building. And our church is like, we know that. Like, we don't have a building. Like, you don't need to preach that to us. But when you don't have a building, you're like, oh, we need a building. You know, like, so we were a church that met in a movie theater. And, you know, the movie theaters of all industries have been hit really hard. And so our movie theater in town until just recently just was closed. It was the longest out of all the businesses that opened up. They were the last to open back up because there's no movies coming out. So why open up? Right. And so with that situation, we had to relocate and we had to move. And so it was really difficult for us. And it would not have been a difficulty if we had a building. It would have just been like, let's just keep chugging forward. So, again, during this, it's probably not what a lot of people talk about, but I learned I, I need we need some acreage. We we need to have a footprint in the city. No matter what happens, we have a place to love and serve people. Uh, we were kind of taken off the map. And so we were just, you know, again, we're in our neighborhoods and all that's powerful. But there's also something about coming together. Yeah. Um, another thing that a lot of pastors, they uh, and uh, so shout out to TubeBuddy, um, they need to understand analytics. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of friends who were first of all just uploading to Facebook and not YouTube. And I'm like, okay, that has a short shelf life, you know, like upload to YouTube. And if you title it correctly and have a good thumbnail, that that baby will keep serving you, you know, in years to come. Um, but Facebook counts a view if you saw it for what, one second or three seconds, yep. right? And so I had pastor friends and I watched their videos and God bless them, but they weren't great quality. There was nothing that was like they weren't introducing attention. It's like you, you understand, you know, you, to grab attention, you have to grab a tension, right? You have to make them want to stay around yep. on, on videos. And so I'd watch their videos and I'm bored out of my mind. And I, I don't, but they're like, oh, look, you know, a, a church of 100, they're like, we're, we're averaging a thousand video of views a week. I'm like, okay, let me show you the analytics. Only 10 of them are watching more than 10 minutes, you know? So like, it's been this whole like, man, this is so successful. And I hate to be that negative Nelly that points to the analytics and saying, can yeah. we just be honest here? Are you really reaching the world? Yeah. Or are you just reaching a lot of people who accidentally scrolled across because the algorithm thought maybe that they would like your video? Yeah. So um, 
man, I hate to be that guy, but I'm trying to, you know, shout out to TubeBuddy to help you of like, hey, you need to understand these tactics. You need to, so I believe in the both and scenario I love. So what I've been doing is I, we have the whole service online on my, on the Passion Creek Church page. Yep. And then what I love to do is take that same concept and then go live. So I'm preaching the whole thing, but they don't know that. I'm treating it more as a live conversation. Yeah. I'm dealing with people's interactions in the comments and I'm kind of chasing rabbits with them. But overall, I'm teaching them the very same message that I just taught on Sunday, hmm. but it's in a youtube format. And that actually does reach more people. They that's can contribute to the conversation. You know, so like to me, that's what we need to do. We need to get creative and how we're storytelling and how we're communicating. We cannot just record, look at fake analytics and say, man, we should never go back. No, we need to go back. We need to be doing ministry life on life. I don't know. Does that make sense? That so I, I'm, sense. I'm pretty, I'm pretty passionate about that, uh, especially cause I've learned like, yeah, analytics are tough, man. You know, like, like I need to get like, my goal is 70% retention, you know? And wow. so that's hard to attain. That's hard. Um, very hard. Right. So that's what I think the goal, that's where the conversation needs to shift. Um, but instead we're just pumped for a five second view. I know, I know. That's that's actually a huge point, man. Like, you know, like not every view is equal, right? Like, right. like looking at these views and like, you know, I find like platforms, it's becoming less and less, you know, like quicker just to get a view, you know, like, you know, like you mm. mentioned Facebook, it's like three seconds, that's like not a view. That's like, like yeah, how many words it's a glance. Hear? Yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah. Glance. like how many words can you get in for like three seconds, right? And uh, yeah, so yeah, no, that's that's really smart. I love the way that you're doing that. Actually, is like repurposing the same message. It's like yeah. like master repurposing, and basically, it's just a conversational um, format, which which is which is really really smart. Um, yeah, can, and it helps you communicate better, right? It helps you like it teaches me like oh, these are the questions people are asking about yeah. this content. You know, so then, oh, okay, let me, so it's making me a better communicator in the long run, which is, I think a huge W, you know, for me yeah. and my journey. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and you're understanding your audience, like what's your pain point? Exactly. I, mean, I mean, I'm not sure, but like, it probably helps you with your future sermons and future content that you're creating. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah no, that's Absolutely. Great. That's great. Um, this is awesome, man. Well, what's, um, what's, what's in the, uh, you know, future plans, what's, you know, big, big, uh, projects or goals that you guys have coming up, you know, we're in the fourth quarter now we're recording this, uh, 2021. Yeah. What, what are you excited about, uh, in 2022 and, um, mm. and, and also like, in the same breath, what is, what are you fearful of, um, in 2022 coming in? You know, what's a big question mark in your in your mind? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like we finally I feel like I finally have the opportunity and the ability to dream again. Um, it really is the last 18 months have just been survival mode and just trying to help bandage people's wounds. And it felt insensitive. Like, I think it would have been so wrong, uh, you know, the year from March 2020 to March 2021 to have a building campaign. You know, it's just like, let's just let's just survive. Let's just, you know, like I'm we're great. Some of you have lost your jobs. Let's just, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't know if now's the time to maybe, you know, I'm probably wrong here, but no, you know, I don't know if now's the time to sacrifice everything you have just to help us get a building. Um, but it's also like, okay, now is time. So that is one thing for us. It's like, we're going to dream big and see where God has us, you know, for the future, for our church and just plant ourselves, and root ourselves in our community. And we have visions of what our church building will be. We really want to 
a huge vision for ours is to be like a co-worker space. So you mentioned how a lot of people work remote now. And so we want to create an environment where people could come in with strong Wi-Fi and amazing coffee and uh, conference rooms and podcast rooms to help with their business and entrepreneur stuff. So there's a lot of visions we have for that. And so we want to step forward in that direction. Um, but with my channel, um, honestly, it's just more of like, do I do more of the same or do I switch it up? And I don't know the answer to that, but I'm super passionate about my Patreon community. So I have like 70 people uh, that we just, you know, that are, that support me on Patreon and we meet monthly, several times a month to talk about content creation and, and spiritual formation. So I have a lot of pastors around the globe, uh, missionaries, uh, just people trying to find different creative ways to create content. So I have a lot of plans for them. Uh, I might be actually, I think this is the first to hear this. Uh, I'm, I'm planning a get together. Like I'm scared to say a conference, but something of that nature uh, in, in 2022, which I'm pumped about for us to get together and have some amazing speakers that I want to come join. So I'm praying and hoping that that works out. Um, but I'm also going to be releasing a book in 2022. Man. So I've been working a lot on it. And um, yeah, I, I think I found like, I, I'm, I think I'm just like a month away from finishing it. So I am super pumped about that. So yeah, I guess that's the answer. That's some future stuff. Some stuff I'm fearful of is another year where I, you know, we don't get a building another year where I don't grow very fast on YouTube. Uh, mm -hmm. It's been a grind for me. I'm at 7,000 subs. I've been doing this for five years. The amount of people who say like, wow, I thought you'd have more subs by now. At first it was so encouraging. And now it's just like, I know. <laughs> like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, but what's cool is I feel like my audience is deep. I'm not yeah. wide. I, I, I guess I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not good at that. But I am grateful for like the legit community I have on YouTube. But yeah, I'm fearful of that. Of what, how much do I need to keep innovating? What do I need to change? What works? What doesn't work? And those are hard conversations to have because, you know, you feel identified with the things you create. And so mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, you feel like you're making fun of yourself and you feel so weak and insufficient, um, like I should be better than this. And so those are hard conversations. But yeah, those are some of the things that I fear, but I'm going to push through in 2022. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah, that's uh, that's exciting, man. There's a lot to say. <laughs> There's a lot of thoughts around that. But that's that's brilliant with your building to make it a co-working space. I think that's perfect. Yeah. There's a, there's a there's a church out here in Vancouver. Um, actually, it's North Vancouver in the North Shore. Um, I think it's called Avant Church. And uh, so they, they have a building. But during the week, it's like a coffee shop. It's like this cool, cool. hipster coffee shop with like, you know, um, everything that you would imagine a coffee shop to be a cool one. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that's what it is during the week. And it's like a meeting spot and stuff. You know, people would go there and like do their, you know, small groups and stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, awesome. that's brilliant, man. That's super, super smart. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, same same sort of like, I guess, same sort of fears and, and things that you worry about, you know, um, you know, when it comes to like growing your channel and everything. There's there's one really, uh, you know, there's one uh, there's one message that I remember um, uh, hearing about, you know, uh, sort of growing in like growing in like this, you know, in like uh isolation like you know and uh mm. how uh, i'm i'm not a pastor so don't i'm, I'm just sharing something that i heard um, you got the holy like, spirit in you brother keep no, going no, but there's there's this like there's this message about like you know there's all these stories in the bible of like guys being grown 
by themselves right like in isolation yes. like as, in the as wilderness like god, god is preparing them for like something big you know and i mean youtube is like you know we're out there right you're creating content yeah. and i mean seven thousand subs is not a small feat so congratulations that's hard man. Yeah, it's hard yeah man. thank you at the same time that's rough <laughs> i mean people think that's easy it ain't yeah for sure you're right there by me right you're gonna blow yeah, past yeah, yeah, me yeah. but right like, now we're in the same neighborhood i like it we're in the same pot yeah, yeah yeah i'm like around six so you know yeah. it's it's a grind but um yeah yeah, yeah. so so yeah man it's i'm excited i'm excited for you man i appreciate your time um just before we go where can i think we've we've shared like your youtube channel and everything but like what's the mm -hmm. best place to connect with you um after this uh this conversation trey yeah, the two best places is first, yeah, of course my YouTube, just to kind of get the heart of what I do. Um, but I best respond to my DMs on Instagram. So if you really do have some questions, I'd love to serve you that way. So it's all at Trey Van Camp. And um, it's, yeah, Van Camp's my last name. Some people are like, is your last name Camp and your middle name Van? I'm like, no, <laughs> my actual full name is William Trey Lamar Van Camp III. So you're welcome. It's just Trey Van Camp. So yeah, that'd be, I would love to connect with any of your listeners. Any way I can help, that'd be great. Beautiful, beautiful. Awesome, guys. Well, thanks, Trey. Uh, been been awesome having you here. Um, Thank you. And uh, we will see you around, man. All the best. Right on. Grace and peace, man. Thank you.